To another Keeping It Real. This is Jay. We're going to talk about fat loss. Again, I've talked about it before, but now I'm going to come at it from a different angle. The mental and the tactical. So what do you do with your mind to get right before you get into gear to lose fat? And how do you stay in that gear mentally? And then tactically, of course, all the facts. What actually makes you lose fat? How do you do it? And right now it's important because I looked up a CDC study and in America, 74% of Americans are overweight. Over 7 out of 10 people, you know, carry more body weight than they should to be healthy. 43% are obese based on the BMI, basal metabolic index which is not as reliable because I would be considered obese by the, based on the BMI because I'm 210, 215, six foot, mostly muscle, very little fat. It doesn't take that into account because it doesn't register your body fat percentage in BMI. It's just what's your body mass, which means fat and muscle are lumped into the same category. So it's not accurate. So we'll just go with 74% overweight. That is horrible. That's bad enough. That means that there's an epidemic we need to do something about. Everybody knows that we need to be a little bit healthier. We need to be more aware of what we're eating. We need to be more mobile, moving more, more athletic, more uh, in motion. I should just put it that way and leave it at that. Less sitting on your ass. Because most of America is based on sitting on your ass for your job, for your free time, entertainment, so on and so forth. So let's dive into this fat loss, fat loss, excuse me, mental and tactical approach right now. There is no quick fix. There is no magic pill. Nothing worth having comes easy. It's like everybody wants to buy a lottery ticket and win. But... They will not make a three, four, maybe five-year plan to make millions of dollars. You know, they just want that quick fix. Instead, they sit on the couch doing the same shit, wishing and hoping someday will be the magical day. See, all this magical thinking doesn't work. Action is what it takes to make things happen. There's miracles. There's things that happen that are just... Coincidence, yes, of course, but you're not going to magically or coincidentally fall into being skinny and healthy, okay? Instead of making that plan, that goal of putting your head down and working, most people, they just do what they do every day. They like fast food. Give it to me now. If that's you, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be a dick now, but you might as well stop listening. I can give you all the facts, the stats, the studies, the workouts, the nutrition, etc. And it will definitely work, but yes, you have to do 
the work. There, like I said, there's no pill, there's no powder, there's no workout. If anybody tells you there is, run the other way. You're about to waste a lot of time and probably money. And that's, it's bullshit. It's just sheer bullshit. Take responsibility for what you want. You want to lose body fat? You want to be healthier? Well, don't just wish for it. Do something about it. And you don't know how to right now, but you will. So you don't know how to yet. That's the better way of looking at it. You just don't know how to yet. But once you know how to, you're going to do something about it, right? Right. So that's what I'm going to fix with this discussion is step by step, how do you do it? A lot of it is mental. So much of this is mentally willing yourself to do something. How do you do that? And then, of course, the actual elements of what does it take to burn fat? You shouldn't wish for things to be easier. What you should wish for is to be stronger. You're going to become a better man or woman or non-binary or whatever in pursuit. Now, look at me. No person in my family is super muscular or has ever achieved 2 to 3% body fat like I have done. No one in my family has ever done competitive physique competitions, which I did. When I was 18, I was around 155 at 6 foot when I was leaving high school. And I started weightlifting and eating lots of crappy processed foods. I had no idea about nutrition. I just wanted to put muscle on. I wanted to gain size. I'd been bullied and picked on, chased, and I wanted to change my life. So when I started weightlifting, of course, I gained muscle, but I also gained fat. And that's the part that sucked. I got bigger, but it wasn't the kind of big I wanted to get. I had to invest time in studying nutrition. I've had three different coaches in my younger years I spent money on. So from bony to fatter to muscular to shredded it was a process it took time and I didn't have all the help and all the knowledge that I wish I would have had looking back it would have been so much easier if I would have took me about eight years to gather all the knowledge I wanted a lot of trial and error I learned a lot from books from great coaches Um, From then on, I learned how to stay muscular and keep my body fat percentage 10% or lower for the last 15 years or so. It became a lifestyle for me. That's what I want to translate to you. I'm saying if you want it bad enough, you will find a way like I did to get it. It wasn't a genetic predisposition where I had the cards dealt out to me and it was easy. It was lots of hard work. So it may be lots of hard work for you too, but if you want it, you can have it. It's not about destiny or genetics or blah, 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 all that shit. So just don't be mindless. Pick what you want to do and get zeroed in on it and become obsessed. I've discussed this before enough with habit making and other things in life. But now we're talking about fat specifically. You have to set your intentions and your goals. Be precise. Then be relentless. You'll have good days and you're going to have bad days where you fuck up. 
or shit just doesn't go right. But never stop. Keep going. Make adjustments. There could be 20 roads to the same exact destination you want to go to. If you hit a roadblock, then take a fucking detour. Got it? Think about skills you need, the exact processes, the habits that you need. Think about your beliefs. If you're not positive with your beliefs, it will be difficult to follow through on anything. Understanding fat loss can be simple. The follow through is where it gets difficult. Your body is actually supposed to burn fat at rest. Can you believe that? Yes. It's not the only way, but it is one. Now, if you're not... Well, let, let's just put it this way. If you have a dysfunctional metabolism, of course, that's not going to be happening. Okay? We've got to get you back metabolically solid where your metabolism is functioning like it should. Okay, do you ever feel like you're starving sometimes throughout the day? Yeah? Well, most people have these moments where they go, oh my God, I got to eat. I'm starving. I'm getting hangry. Uh, don't bother me till I get something to eat. I don't have any energy. Blah, blah, blah. Lots of excuses. But yet you look down and you have 30, 50, 100 pounds to lose. Those are thousands and thousands of stored calories for energy. Your body didn't just put that there for looks. <laughs> Your body put that there so you would have a reserve to tap into when you didn't have food. Doesn't it make sense? You could go weeks or months on just fluids alone and survive fine off all that stored energy. You can burn that fat. Don't try and do that. I'm not telling you that's the way you need to diet, but you could. You just don't know how to yet. You just don't know how to burn that fat yet. So why is it a must for you? Do you want to look better? Do you want to be healthier? Do you want to have more energy, more confidence, more self-esteem, more self-worth? Do you want to be able to work harder? Do you want to be able to play more? Maybe with your kids. Or do you want to do more things with your wife or husband or have more sex? Or go out with your friends more because you have the energy to. Bond with your motivations so you don't half-ass the attempt at doing this. It's a must. Burn the boats. No going back. Believe that. Got to make up your mind. Associate pain with not achieving your goal. I believe anyone can do infinitely more than they think because they get trapped inside of a story about who they are. Bad stories. They give them excuses. Fuck that. Model yourself after someone who has or is doing what you want. Okay? What do you know about fat loss? Think it requires a calorie deficit? Do you think it requires a lot of hard work? Do you think it requires good genetics? Maybe some sacrifice, effort. Some of these are conditionally true, but let's look at easy, consistent changes first. 
before we get into all that shit. Not just suggestions, but factual evidence that will actually work. We all want to be healthier, right? Being fat or overweight is not healthy. Some people are muscular and skinny, but not healthy. They appear to be, but they're on drugs or alcohol or smoking, etc. So you don't perceive them as unhealthy. It's just visible when somebody's fat. Younger people with fast metabolisms, they get away with lots of bad behavior and their metabolism is off the chain, going speedy fast, burning up calories, and they eat junk food and smoke and drink and out partying, hardly getting any sleep. Yeah, this shit's going to catch up with them. Anyway, let's start wherever you are and being honest. Don't say I need to lose 5 or 10 pounds when you know it's fucking 50 pounds you got to lose. If you don't fix that 50 pounds, you may get diabetes in five years or less or have a heart attack, etc. So just be honest to yourself. You're talking to yourself here. You got to be, create a pain point, you know, so it hurts. Hurts enough that you'll do something, but it helps it motivate you. It's, it's a good pain. It, it motivates you to change where you're at. Okay. Fat is a metabolic tissue releasing enzymes and inflammatory molecules. It converts some testosterone over to estrogen. Men and women both have testosterone in different amounts. So excess fat causes hormonal problems. Moving your body out of a balanced state. Homeostasis is what we like to call it. In the technical terminology of uh, people that are into balance in the nutritional realm or biology realm excess body fat is extremely inflammatory okay just know that c-reactive proteins triglycerides things that show up abnormally high on blood screens when you're fat these things cause inflammation different behaviors turn on and off many genetics that you have like switches Go for a 30-minute walk in the sun or sit on the couch eating a pastry. Well, they're going to turn on and off different switches in your body related to health. Very different ones. Your body is a reflection of the lifestyle you lead and slightly your genetics. Of course, some of the stuff about your genetics are going to be very visible when you do absolutely nothing to change them. But like I said, genetics are a small part. You are not your genetics. You are not your past. You're not your parents. You're not that fucked up story you keep telling yourself. So what are you? You are your daily habits. You are your skills. You are your beliefs. You are the processes you go through every single day. Change these things if you want to change 10, 20 years from now. You want to look back and go, oh my God, I'm a completely different person than I used to be. And I enjoy doing this. You'll be where you want to be. Just know moment to moment, you choose constructive or destructive behaviors. Every decision. Choose discipline or choose comfort. Okay, so let's just say five changes a day for 30 days. will improve your body composition and make you less fat. 
This may be uncomfortable, but it sure as fuck isn't hard. Daily discomfort is good. Remember that. Most things that are applying a bit of discomfort are challenging your body, are challenging your brain, are challenging different things, and that's good because that makes you stronger. Okay, so we all have fat cells. They either grow or they shrink. So let's reduce them. We need the fat to release into the blood and be used as fuel. Lipolysis is what it's called. Low blood glucose, low lipids, that's just carbs and fat. The technical terms don't really matter. I can just make it simple. It's carbs and fat circulating in in your blood. So there has to be periods where you don't eat or you are moving enough or exercising enough to burn through what's in your bloodstream, the glucose and the lipids, the carbs and fat. It can even happen while you sleep because you can go into a fasted state while you sleep and you know what? Your body is still moving. Your lungs are still moving. Your heart's still beating. Your blood's still flowing. Metabolic processes are happening. Cell turnover, regeneration, all these things require caloric intake and they use energy. So whatever you have on hand is going to be burnt. If you don't give yourself a bunch of food before you go to sleep, you can actually be burning fat while you're asleep. Okay, so we got to create a demand to oxidize or burn up fat energy. Through movement, through exercise, to build muscle is another way to burn more because muscle is demanding on energy. Resources, fat is not. It's storage tissue. Another reason every guy or girl should join a gym, or maybe not a gym, maybe you should uh, get some weights at the house and weight train is because you want muscle. A little bit more muscle. I'm not talking about, hey girl, you're 110 pounds, you need to get to 200 pounds. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying put on five pounds of muscle. Metabolically, the demand is greater on your body so you'll be able to take in more calories and stay leaner less body fat more muscle better looking more healthy more dynamic it's just every little bit of muscle that you put on is going to help you burn more body fat it's more metabolically demanding and plus if you're weight training it's going to increase your bones tendon ligament strength and it's a great predictor of how long you'll live People that are more muscular live longer. I'm not talking all this out of my ass. It's based on studies. So how do we influence this oxidation, this fat burning? Move more or build more muscle. Also, you can fast intermittent and other forms. There's nothing wrong with fasting. Lots of people just skip breakfast. Now that we have lots of studies and things like this, it's, some people skip breakfast, don't eat till lunch. Some don't even eat till later on because they find out they can do it. And it's great for your cells. It causes autophagy, which is just cell turnover. It speeds it up. So if your cells are regenerating at a faster level and you're burning more fat, you're turning back the clock on time. You're actually aging in reverse. Instead of aging it at such a fast pace by eating all the time. So a lot can be said for fasting, but 
it's not the only way. Like I said, you can burn fat by moving more, by building more muscle also. So that's just in roundabout terms, there's three ways for you. So leptin is a hormone that means you're satisfied. Ghrelin is a hormone that means you're hungry. Hunger and satiety hormones. When ghrelin kicks in, that's good. Okay? It doesn't mean you're starving. It's saying you're hungry. Some people say they're starving when they feel this hunger pain. It means your blood glucose and lipids are now low. So be happy that ghrelin is talking to you and saying you're hungry. Stay with it. You're into fat burning. That's what that's a sign of. Every time this alarm goes off, don't run and shove something in your mouth. Create an association with being hungry as a good thing. It means you're burning fat. You can tap into your fat stores when you're hungry. Cortisol. Let's talk about that hormone. It can go up and down. You want spikes at certain times. You shouldn't be constantly elevated or without it. It helps make energy. You need a cortisol spike first thing in the morning to get you going. That's why lots of people turn to coffee. Next, we have to raise our ability to exert movement and use energy. We also want to make it easier to rest and lower your heart rate. It's a good heart rate variability that we're looking for. That means you're healthy. Could you run 100 yards right now if I asked you to? Like, drop what you're doing, go outside and run 100 yards. I hope so. Can you lay down and go to sleep at night? No problem. I hope so. These are complete opposite ends of the spectrum I'm talking about, but you want at will to be able to train hard like go for that run. Also, you want to be able to chill hard. Like just sit down and relax or go to sleep at night when you actually want to. So, regular exercise actually improves the ability to chill. It makes your heart and vascular system more healthy, meaning lower heart rate at rest. It's also going to make it easier for your heart to do work when your heart rate's up, when you're working hard. It's metabolic flexibility. It also is going to increase your insulin sensitivity, decrease your inflammation, improve your aerobic fitness, improve your gut health. So being more active and moving more is a huge benefit to being healthy and losing body fat. Let's talk about some fat loss mistakes. You start training or train more or higher intensity don't start cutting calories immediately. Because if you have not been working out at all, the last thing you need to do is cut calories. Working out is a stressor. Okay, so you need something to adapt to the stress. Cutting calories is a stressor. It can add more stress to the fact that now you are damaging muscle tissue or doing whatever you're doing. You may need the extra calories. You were taken in because now you're you're using it. So see what happens for first before adding more stress and cutting calories to your regimen. If you decide all of a sudden that you are going to be consistent four or five days a week working out, 
Don't knock off 500 calories. Eat healthier if you want to. Always throw away the sugar, processed food, dairy, gluten, whatever it is that could be causing you problems and stopping you from losing fat. Along with working out, but don't try some big drastic calorie cut of 500, 1,000 calories. Something's crazy. Don't do it. Let your body have enough food intake so it can heal from the new workout routine so you can establish it. Get it to where that's a routine. After a month or two, start pulling off calories. Pull off 500. Try it then. Maybe try less. Maybe try 200 or 300. Lots of times I see people take humongous calorie cuts and it's not good for them. Calories and sleep are the biggest way to combat physical and mental stress. So basically it'd be like if you started a program training and I said, let's cut five hours off your sleep every single night. You'd say you're a fucking moron, right? Because calories and sleep are the biggest ways to adapt from stressors. So just change the calories coming in. Whole foods, good proteins, etc. Unless you know you're eating five or six thousand calories a day, well, you don't need that. It's obvious it's far more than survival or performance requires when you're taking in five or six thousand calories, unless you're Mr. Olympia. So the normal person, 99% of people out there, you don't need that many calories. You must use common sense. Cut foods that cause inflammation, like I said. The sugars, the processed foods, polyunsaturated fatty acids like vegetable oils, peanut oils. Use good oils or fats like whole butter, grass-fed, um, olive oil. Maybe some dairy is okay for you. Maybe it's not. Maybe you should just cut it out because a lot of people it causes inflammation. Gluten does the same thing to a lot of people corn soy so lots of these things that cause inflammation destroy the gut microbiome your gut your intestines so anyways just cut out the lack of movement too 10,000 steps a day try and work that in no matter what even if you do a workout day you picked up some weights and stuff. 10,000 steps a day. It's pretty easy to measure that now because you can just look on your health app on your phone and it's always measuring your steps. And it's not very hard to hit 10,000 steps a day. Just work out somehow. Change it up. If you think you can't change, you won't. Just give up now. But you know sincerely you can just be responsible or you're just an adult baby. <laughs> better choices, movement, eat better, good sleep. The more unhealthy and disease you get relates to body fat percentage, movement and diet. 90% of the time, train to the ability you have to recover. If you get sore or you have joint pain three or four days after you do some training, you're not recovering well, back off a little bit. Most people are not going to run into this. But if you do run into this, just back off a little bit. 
you're not supposed to be in pain all the time from working out. That's not what it's about. It's supposed to make you feel better. Just be mentally aware of everything you do. Being fat and out of shape doesn't just affect you. Remember this. It's going to affect your family, your friends, the work that you're able to put out, the hobbies that you can engage in, your coworkers that you are surrounded by, your confidence, your self-esteem. Fat is going to affect all these things. Okay? It's not just affecting you. I mean, what's more important? Always partying? Eating sugar whenever you feel like it, drinking a beer, having pizza, lounging on the couch, watching TV and movies. It's okay sometimes to do some of these things. But if that is all you do, there's a problem. And you probably can see it in the mirror. Just realize what's more important. All that hedonic pleasure and nothing hard well, no judging. You get what you put in. A lot of times, there must be enough pain to make a move. And that's the way people are. Pain makes you move. So that is a short and sweet slap in the face on the mental and tactical on how to do something about burning fat. Okay? Most of it's mental. Like literally, it's burning fat is it almost comes down to mathematics. The simplicity of moving, burning more calories than you're putting in. So your body has to tap into its reserves of stored energy, which is your fat. I mean, if you're just sitting around all the time, you're never moving very much and you're eating excess calories, it's pretty simple to figure out why you're fat and why there's problems. So, so much of it comes down to your mental attitude. Pay attention to the things that I spoke about today and try and change mentally whatever the problem is there and dedicate yourself to something, some kind of movement, some kind of different dietary measures. It's all up to you and your pain point. How bad does it hurt? Most people don't do something until they get a horrible diagnosis from their doctor. You have cancer. You have a, you just had a heart attack and came to. You're lucky we saved you, but uh, not likely you're going to live very much longer. Oh, you have diabetes. We got to cut off your foot. Whatever. Horrible things happen. Pain point is met. Oh my fucking God, I got to do something. Then you wake up. This is how it works with most people. Don't let the pain get that bad before you do something. So, anyways, that's the short and sweet of it. I can definitely cover this more in depth some other time, but I think I've said enough on it today. That's just a way for me to revise and go over it again from another point of view, kind of the more mental aspect, mental and tactical. And if you need to find out some more about fat loss, look in my previous episodes because I've covered it a different way talking about fat loss in a previous episode. So my best wishes to all you out there. I hope you've enjoyed the holidays and a very happy new year's to you. 
because it's coming up pretty quick. Uh, 2022. Whoa! So fucking A. Thanks for listening in and joining me for another episode. If you can, rate the podcast five stars, four stars, whatever the highest stars is that any podcast provider allows you to rate. This one fucking deserves it. Give it a high thumbs up. Four or five stars, however many you can give it. And it'll help other people find us in the algorithm so they can come listen to the podcasts. And I I would greatly appreciate that. Also, you can support the podcast. Look for the link wherever you got to this podcast, and there will be a support podcast, a support link for the podcast, excuse me, down towards the bottom. That support link links to a dollar up to $10 donation support that you can provide for the podcast. If you're willing to do that, that would be freaking awesome. A dollar or $10 or in between $5, I don't care. Any support is well appreciated and accepted. So, just letting you know. And until next time, I will catch you guys on the next Keeping It Real. This is Jay out. Take care of yourself and be safe out there during the New Year's. Don't get in any trouble. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. (laughs) Keeping it real. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you. But please do all this at your own risk.